What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Sports Card Madness, the podcast that focuses on sports cards, collectibles, the hobby, and everything else in between. For today's episode, I sat down with LZ again, and we brought on Adrian Dantley, NBA Hall of Famer. We talked about hoops and cards and life, and it was really awesome to get a perspective of kind of the player behind the card. I think you guys will love it. Um, we sure did. We love talking to him. So, uh, yeah, let's dive in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Sports Card Madness. I'm here with LZ again, and I'm with someone that needs probably no introduction. Let some of the accolades here. We've got Adrian Daly. He is an NBA Hall of Famer, an Olympic gold medalist, six-time All-Star, two-time scoring champion, and 1977 Rookie of the Year. Did I get all that right, Adrian? <laughs> yeah, gold medal with Gold medal. Awesome. 76. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> well, welcome to uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for, for jumping on. No problem at all. Good. Good talking to you guys. Adrian, really, really nice to meet you. Thanks for joining us on this lovely evening. Me and Nick did a lot of research getting prepared for this. Very excited to, to have the opportunity to speak with you. I kind of want to go way back to your college days, Notre Dame, and you were a part of a very special game where your your team broke up that that UCLA team, 88, 88 game win streak. That's uh, that's pretty incredible. So I was just wondering if you could kind of go back to that moment and and talk about that moment. That must have just been huge, huge for you guys. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I just got in touch with some Notre Dame people in the last month. We're supposed to be coming back to Notre Dame this year. They're trying to get all the players together. It'll be 50 years this coming January. January 18th, I think, was the game. It was the date when we played them 50 years ago. So we're all supposed to be getting together with that. But at that time, I think I was the freshman at Notre Dame, and we were ranked number two. UCLA was ranked number one. I think both of us was like had a record of 14-0. and 0. So in uh, during that time, Digger Phelps would always practice like the end of the game. Even two weeks, three weeks before the game, we would practice taking down the nets because maybe the last five, ten minutes of practice, we would be preparing for our UCLA. So uh, we did that for about a month, and uh, it was a big game. It was a big game. The, the one thing that I remember the most was Bill Walton. Every, every time I see him, he always tease me, but Bill Walton was so cocky. I can remember when we had practice on a Friday night and we kind of, we just finished practice and UCLA were about to come on the court. So we like cross path and I can remember Bill to this day. He was walking. He was whistling the Notre Dame fight song. That punk guy, <laughs> no, that's the one thing I remember. I used to tell him, I say, hey, Bill, you know me? He was whistling the fight song when we was passing each other. He said, yeah. So anyway, being a great game, we came back last three minutes of the game. I think they were up. And I didn't notice until I read a book on Coach Wooden that he didn't believe in calling timeouts. So really? we, uh, we had a good momentum the last three and a half minutes. And we end up breaking their 88-game winning streak. Everybody was going crazy that night. Everybody was partying. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. 
Yeah, that's that's really interesting. The the whole part around when you cross paths and and Bill Walton was kind of whistling your fight song and everything. Did did you as the team like talk about that before the game or even during the game? How you were getting disrespected by them? I'm just wondering, like, what did you use to get like pumped up for that moment? Well, everybody was pumped up for the game, but yeah, yeah. did that. Yeah, like a lot of guys in front. <laughs> right, with those sideburns, how can you take them seriously, right? Friday, six thirty in the evening, so we had a lot of time. We had that much time to think about it, but guys were talking about it the next day when we when we was getting together. <laughs> That's incredible. That's great. That's great. And every time I see him, it's, it's funny though. When they lost the game, he was crying. So every time I see him, I say, "Hey, Bill, you remember crying after the ball game? You like worst thing ever happened." Oh, so he, he didn't deny it. You guys broke out 88 game winning streak. So every time I see him, that's the first thing he says. Yeah. Wow. You yeah. I'm, said... I'm curious. How often do you, do you see him? Do you just run into him once in a while at different well, events? I and... see him like maybe at the Hall of Fame. I'm not going this weekend. Or I, I, I see him. He did that. He telecast. He did some games here in DC. Oh, yeah. South and I see him. Mm-hmm. So forth. Yeah. It's in a while when I see him. I don't see him on a regular basis. Yeah. I do see him. He brings it up. Mm hmm. So is that is that how it is that how it works with, with now that you're inducted into the Hall of Fame? Do you do you go every year when the new class is coming in? Is that you how know, it when works? When the new class comes in, yeah. When the new class come in. Half the guys that show up, maybe half might not show up one year. Yeah. And the following year, some other guys might show up. But everyone who's inducted to the Hall of Fame can go back. Nice. When they have it this this coming Saturday, just so I'm not I'm not going this 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 weekend. Yeah. Oh, that's that's interesting. Nice, Nick. What what did you what did you have? I know we had a couple, couple oh, yeah. things. So so Adrian, I I'm I'm buddies with an old jazz fan, and he told me I had to ask you this to see if you remember this. I know you had a specific free throw routine. You had something you said to yourself, but he wanted me to ask you: Do you remember when you're at a home jazz game before you'd end your practice with free throws? Somebody would yell, "Eat them up, AD." He said somebody did that with all your free throws. I don't know if you remember, but. Yeah, it was the fan that used to always say that. And I was wondering why we said eat him up when I was at the free throw line. <laughs> probably see it during the course of the game. But uh, I had a regular routine and I learned this since I was in high school under my mm. great coach, Morgan Moon, who was a Hall of Fame. I think it's only like two or three high school coaches who are, who are Hall of Famer. And uh, we was practicing. Everybody knew the routine. I just said it. From that time on throughout my career, over the front rim, backspin, follow through. So that was that was my routine. I kind of rubbed the ball a little bit. Everybody used to get on me because I almost took 10 seconds or more. Oh, yeah. And I was pretty good, 83, 82% free throw shooters. So, That's uh, very good. Yeah. So that was my routine. So. Yeah. yeah. And was it was it just a routine or was there any superstition behind that too? No, I wasn't no superstition. No. Just, I mean, that's what you should do. That's what everybody should say. Mm-hmm. They go to the free throw line. Everybody has a different routine, what they do on the line. But that was mine for a couple, for a decade, decade and a half. Wow. That's amazing. Wow. So if you look back at those days, have you saved anything from your playing days, like jerseys or memorabilia or anything like that? Like anything special, like the rim from the UCLA game? I don't think I could have gotten the rim, but <laughs> it's funny how naive I was when I was young because I have a lot of stuff here, but then I gave a lot of stuff away. And then when I started traveling, 
I'm still seeing people saving everything. And I'm like, man, I made a major mistake. But I have a lot of, you know, I have a uniforms here and all my trophies and so forth. And mm. I'm glad I kept them because I have a lot of people who call me on a regular basis. They want to buy a Hall of Fame. They want to buy a Rookie of the of Year. Course. Of and course. The first, and the first thing I ask them is, because they be telling me that all the players that have sold their stuff, and I said, well, first thing I always say is they must not have no money. Yeah. And the majority yeah. of the times that is the case. And I couldn't believe, it. I mean, I'm going to keep my eyes. I guess when I get 90 years old, I, I ask my kids what, what, what you want to do. But it amazes me how much memorabilia that other people have of former athletes that sure. and oh, I mean, still in their 40s, 50s and 60s. And yeah. They're selling it. So uh, and I got everything. Yeah. I got a little few things around. Yeah. That's awesome. great. Do you have like a room where you keep it all or? Yeah. I got yeah. a room and I, I got to add on to it. You know, it was a library. I, I saw a football NFL the other day when they had two football players on there and uh, and uh, player, her cousins was on there and he had a special room. I saw it's pretty nice. I like that. Oh, so yeah. Nice. So that's the thing I always say about all the other athletes when they sell their stuff. Because every time somebody come and visit me in my house, you know, that they like go crazy and all when they see all the stuff. So yeah, it's all the history and the stories behind it. And yeah, yeah it's that that's great. I, I have a follow up to that with uh, with you gathering this memorabilia that you have from your playing days. I I know that a big thing nowadays is you see a lot of players at the end of a game, they'll go up to each other, shake hands, and they'll take their jerseys off and and share them with each other. I wouldn't have. We yeah, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't think so. We weren't taking off jerseys, signing them. We weren't weren't trading. Want to get traded to that team if they beat us in the playoffs? That was the last <laughs> mm-hmm. anybody would want. But uh, no, it's different different generation. There's different. I mean, they do that in football and basketball. But it would be very difficult for me or back when we played or players in our era. You played. A certain team, you playing the Celtics, and you want to switch your jersey with McKeel or Barrett or somebody else, pick that. But I mean, we never even thought of even think of anything like that. So it's different, different, different day now. Was there even any like pleasantries after a game with the other team, like nicey, very, nice stuff, or it was subtle, like very seldom everybody getting the game, nice mm-hmm. game, and all that? We just we were just gone. I mean, well, that was, that's, it's funny to see that, but that's. That's yeah. what's going on right now. Seems like yep. everybody's too nice nowadays. You mm-hmm. guys are a little tougher. That's what that's the vibe I get. <laughs> when, when, I, when I played, I didn't really want anybody to know me because once they get to know you, they feel a lot more comfortable. Sure. Mm-hmm. sure. They did know you, you never know what what the particular player yeah. what they thought. <laughs> yeah, you didn't want them to find out any any vulnerabilities or weaknesses that you might have in your personality. <laughs> anything. Once yeah. the guy I know once you got, when I used to play against players and they just come up to me, oh, Adrian, I was out last night, real late. Take it easy on me. I'm like, that's the worst thing they can say to me. This one off, not even saying anything at all. So and you know that when the player's trying to butter you up, you can really take advantage of them. But no, we we didn't do those things back then. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Diff- different times. Mm-hmm. So Adrian, I had a quick question. This This podcast is about sports cards and I've got your rookie card up here. And I wanted to know, I want to get to know like the player behind the card, right? And I was thinking like, what did it feel like? Maybe you didn't notice at all, but if you did, what did it feel like to see yourself on like 
a basketball card for the first time. Well, it was it was kind of strange seeing it for the first time. It was that was the rookie of the year, and it, it was amazing. I get a ton of mail since I retired. I made a ton. I always always say to people, "How do these people get my address? They can come and shoot me if they wanted to." No. <laughs> but I get a ton of mail since I retired. I might get five, six, seven cards a day. That rookie of the year card or cards where I played in my during my career. And I got a ton of matter of fact, I'm I'm kinda embarrassed that I haven't been able to mail mail them back, but I've been doing a little bit at a time since I really retired at the end of my career. I'm mm-hmm. I'm up to date on the stuff in the last uh last five, ten years and stuff like that. But I still have more, but still have more. But it's amazing how many cards that I get from the Olympics or get cards that I played in Europe that were good to be a part. And so that's great. Yeah. I mean, you've signed some stuff for both of us. <laughs> so it's, it's you awesome. have, <laughs> you, know, you, you, get, you get jerseys and you get your guys, parents, you're ready to get married or girlfriend and all that. So I've done a lot, I've done a lot. Yeah. So, so how come not all players are really good about, signing autographs especially nowadays you seem amazing at it and like super responsive why are you so open to doing it versus the other guys who don't i don't know if it makes the person feel good they want to get an autograph it don't really bother me but i tell you what really bothers people when i i go to a lot of autographs autograph signings and so forth and everywhere i go the people who were there or people getting autographed they always say man I wish all the other athletes would sign my card where you do, because I mean I've been to some shows and I've been to, I'll be at there two hours before another player get there, and the player come one about two hours later and be done before I would be done because they just scribble scrap. Yeah. I said, I can't even understand what 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 they saying on the card. <laughs> That's what a lot of people always say to me all the time. Mm. So it's good. How often do you get involved with more of those kind of shows where you're going to go and, and, and do autographs? I'm just curious about that whole process, like how you get approached to do one of these, whether it's a charity event or if you could just talk a little bit about how you get involved in those and the process. Some of them might be charity events, but like I said before, they'll find out where you live or they'll call the NBA office and get your telephone and then they say, hey, it is last week I did one over at the Dallas Expo, but it's funny that majority of the uh, autographs that I do, I'm doing majority with football players. It might only be two or three basketball players. But the oh, majority wow. of the time is, was football players at, at the most of these shows. Yeah, that's that's actually a bit shocking because I know that, that basketball cards, at least the cards, right? I don't know what's getting signed, but basketball cards are very popular collectibles right now, so... Yeah. Yeah, I, that's I would agree with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have a kind of a follow up to, to Nick's question and I'm and I'm wondering if you could even explain how this process works. So I'm gonna put another card on the screen, which is one that actually you signed as well, but it's it looks like it's done with a sticker. So it, it might have been you signed some stickers and then you they the, the company puts it on a card. So I am curious, like, how that process works. Like, do you sit in front of a table with thousands of stickers <laughs> and you're just signing these panini? Yeah, these panini stickers. How's that? What does that look like? 
Yeah, I just finished, I just mailed Panini some cards a couple of days ago. And sometimes when they do a autograph session, they might have, they might have 500 stickers. You wow. Might, you might sign 2,000, but they send stickers on a regular basis. I don't know what they do once they get the stickers. Yeah. I just mail it back. I just mail it back to them. And they use, they, they do all the NBA players that ever played the game. So mm-hmm. cards, they own special cards. And yep. then also send stickers. When you sign on stickers, you got to really focus <laughs> the right way because if you just screw with scrabbles, don't you don't even look good. So now that that takes up a lot of time doing the stickers. Yeah, but how long? I don't know. I don't know what they do with. Them. Yeah, well, they're they're putting them on cards, and yeah, they're they're putting them on their different cards and and what have you. So you just did a round. You said like, does it take you all day to go through like a to get through these signatures? Well, usually what they do, what they do is they send you, they might send you, say you have a contract with them mm-hmm. and they give you a month to get them done. Okay. I always get my done in three days. They, they kind of like me at Punditti because I'm always mm-hmm. get it done. I, I might spend a whole weekend all day on Saturday, all day on a Saturday. I might, I get up, might eat breakfast. Then I might start at 12 and then I might be finished about eight o'clock that night. Wow. And then I just mailed on Monday. Now I couldn't wait. You could do all right, I'm mm-hmm. gonna do hundred here, do a hundred here. But I always like to get it done on a weekend. Like I just sent a batch. They wanted them for August the twenty third. When I got it back to them, I mailed it Monday. So Okay. That's how it worked. Most players don't do they don't do it all at one time. They just spread it out over three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, I think that tells a lot of what your personality, right? You're just, you're one of those people that doesn't procrastinate and just wants to, wants to get it done. Yeah, I know I've sent you a card personally before. I think I got it back in like eight days. It's like, wow, this guy's amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. So Adrian, do you, if you still, I I imagine you still watch the NBA, right? Um, Yeah. Yep. Do you have, are there any young guys that you like to watch or like have your eye on? I know you said on another, uh, another show that you liked KD. Obviously he's more towards the end of his career, but is there anybody that like excites you or you love to watch or can't miss? Well, Durant, he's from the DC area. I remember him in high school, but I like, <laughs> it's funny though. He's always heard all the time from the Clippers. I mean, oh, Kawhi. He's my he's like favorite player, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, he's, he's doesn't play that much. So, cause he's plays a mid range game, not fancy, just get the job done, but too bad. He's had a series of a lot of bad luck with injuries and so forth. So mm-hmm. it's been interesting. Yeah. So did those, did those two guys, KD and, and Kawhi Leonard, like, did they remind no, I don't you think they of me? My plan. I, I'm, 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 they didn't remind me the way I played. The, no. uh, Kyrie, he, I mean, no, not really. It's just that I like their style of play. Yeah. Range. They're not really concerned about shooting a lot of threes. Mm. You know, they take whatever the defense gives them. So uh, I kind of like all the players. So it's yeah. a different game. They shoot a lot of threes, but so it's a little bit different now. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I always kid people. I always kid guys that I talk to about basketball. I'd be like, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I would make an NBA team now because they look into stuff that don't even have anything to do with basketball. What's this wing thing and all that? Yeah. I think you would be just what fine. Running, yeah. What is you running suicide? I used to hate running in college. Oh, running, suicides. 40 yard dash. And, oh, 
Yeah. Yeah. Except now they'd have you run it and have a parachute on the back of you while you're running it. Yeah. And you have to shoot at three at the end. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. I did see, I saw uh, some sort of training video with, with Steph Curry recently. And, and he was almost doing that thing. He was, he was running full sprints, full court to one side of the three point line, shooting a three running full sprint the other way, shooting a three, and it just like lasted forever. It was just like back and forth and back and forth. It's like, wow. Yeah, I used to do that drill. You, you know, did? You know, to shoot threes, but yeah. then well, if you had somebody, yeah. Yeah. That was real, no problems. I didn't shoot threes. Yeah. Did the exact same three, maybe inside the three. Okay. 18 feet, 19 feet, yeah. That's normal. That's just a normal. That's normal drill. To, to get in shape. Yeah, yeah. You're you're in pretty you're in, you're in good shape. What do you what do you do to stay uh, stay active? Well, nowadays. Well, it helps when you got everything in your house. So I got everything oh, they, in my house. I don't need to go nowhere. Nice. That's my that's my sanctuary. I always, I I got up early and worked out because I knew I was talking to you guys late, but I didn't finish. So as soon as I finished talking <laughs> to you, I'm going to finish the show. But uh, okay, I, I do that every day. I I take I take pride in. I'm kind of abnormal. I don't eat what everybody else eats. When I go out to a party or so forth, we'll get together. Mm-hmm. People, oh, you, you don't want anything to eat? You know, so, so one time I might eat something just so they won't ask me to eat anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've am i been conscious of what I put in my body and always been like that. It's funny when I go to certain places and I see all, older women and they be calling me a young man and they don't know I'm on. I'm, on, I'm, I'm, I'm one year and seven months from being 70 years old. Wow. So, wow. That's great. That's, that's great. Yeah. So well, anyway. It's all, it's all about the routine, I guess. Right. So it, it, all right. So you, you have a strict diet, it sounds like, but what is your one cheat meal? Like we are one splurge. If you're out to dinner and they have this on the menu, you are going to order it. If I'm not, if I'm not in a restaurant, it's not. Nothing particular on the menu that I would eat. My, but my weakness is Hershey, Hershey candy. That's my weakness. Okay. Hershey, Hershey candy with Doritos. Ooh. <laughs> and I, Sounds good. I'm going to cheesecake factory. I might eat a little bit of cheesecake factory if I, if I go. Sure. All right. Nothing wrong with cheesecake. Yeah. Nope. I'm nope. Never, I've never been big on desserts. I don't know why. I, I know why because they make you heavy after you eat them. You look at them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Adrian, I, I promise not to keep you too long and we want to get you back to your workout. Oh, so no, no I, did, I had one final question for you. I ask everybody this when they come on. If you could get a coffee, sit down for an hour or so with any sports player, not here anymore or, or here, any sport, anytime, who would it be? Well, I think it probably would be Bill Russell. He was mm-hmm. from civil rights. And just to hear stories, what he went through as a Celtic. And I used to talk to him occasionally, he, uh, a little bit, but not really sit down like you would say. But uh, he was one of my favorite guys. Also, couldn't really get one, but Will Chamberlain, he was always uh, uh, always interesting. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I I remember when I played in the Olympics, and we was about to go out and play Czechoslovakia for the championship, and we we in the hallway, so. Will Chamberlain comes down. He's like, "Where's this dude, Adrian Danley? At? Where's this guy? Let me, let me meet him." So I said, "I shook my head. He almost broke my head." 
<laughs> I always remember that he, he came down. So it's yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah. He has a new, there's a new documentary out about Wilt and Arnold Schwarzenegger was talking about him and he was working out. Arnold was working out with all his guys doing tricep presses and things. Wilt walks right in and outdoes them like without even thinking. He just, just does it. He does more weight than Arnold. And he's like, what? Come on. Come on. I didn't see that. Yeah, I know that Arnold and Will Chamber didn't win a lot of championships. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize how, how great of an athlete he was, even when he was at Kansas. I mean, and back then, he wasn't big and strong. He was, he was lean and thin and could run him down the court. But yeah, records he got unbelievable. But yeah, I guess when I was a little kid, I always, always, I analyze him also also Elger Bell, who's from the DC area, who a lot of people don't even know about him. one of the great one of the oh, greatest yeah. of all time. So Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well Adrian, yeah, thank you. One guy on one guy, that would be pretty tough though. Yeah. 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 Know. yeah. Well, Adrian, thank you so much for, for joining us. This is really cool. I feel like I learned a lot about you know, your playing days and just right now about Wilt. That was a, that was an awesome story. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Enjoy it anytime. All right. Enjoy your workout. Thanks, Adrian. <laughs> All right. Take care. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, LZ. We just spoke with an NBA Hall of Famer, and I have to admit I was a little bit starstruck. I was like, stuttered a couple times or whatever, but that was really cool. I don't know. What did you think of the he, conversation? Yeah, Nick. I mean, you started talking at the beginning you introduced him right and you're talking about all of his accolades <laughs> let's review them six-time all-star two-time scoring champ nba rookie of the year olympic gold medalist yeah we it, it was it was pretty incredible and i think the thing that was probably most shocking is just i don't know if it's shocking but just how friendly he was right like and and open to talk to us and share with us different stories and just kind of opening up about his playing time in college and the NBA and then even even the collectible side of it. So I yeah. thought it was great. It's a great interview. The the thing that stood out for me, I, I feel like I know what I'm doing in the collector world and I thought I knew everything about how Panini works. I did not know that they mail 500 stickers to players for them to sign and say, sign this in 30 days. That was like, yeah. I thought they, I don't know, went to a hotel room and casually mm-hmm. signed 25 someday or whatever. Yeah. But it sounds like he's getting to them and you like, there's like a time limit to sign these things. And in the kicker for me was, he's like, I don't know where they go. <laughs> it, was like, it, was, it was pretty wild. And I mean, we have a sticker right here. It's like, this is where it goes. It, for me, it's as he said that, I'm like, that's why I like to get the cards signed because he, it's like, it's, di- yeah. it's so much different having Adrian Daly's hands on your card. He mm-hmm. signs a few versus he spent a Saturday signing stickers and they ended up who knows where and what set. Yeah. You don't know what, where they're putting them and through the mail TTM. That's like the epitome. It's like the ultimate TTM. You're sending, you're sending 500 signatures in some sort of box. Hopefully that's a, that's an insured box through the mail but uh, and that was wild that that was I'm, I'm so glad that we asked that question because i've always wondered i've always wondered it's similar to you i thought they went to like the panini offices for the weekend with their agent and they sat down and signed 10 cards but 500 of them and you, you got to think too i would assume like 
Adrian Dantley's signature is not going to be as widely used as some of the the, the players that are in the NBA now, right? Sure. So you, you do think. wonder, like, what does some of the big stars in the NBA, how many are they signing? Yeah, and how long do they stash them for? How far? How long does 500 go? Is that good for five years? Good for four months? Good for, like, how, how do you... I don't think yeah. we know the answer to that, but that great. would have been a good follow up. A good follow up question would have been, <laughs> "How often are you getting? Are you getting those five hundred? Yeah, it's so wild. Yeah, the other thing yeah. that's crazy, crazy for me is like, obviously, as a Celtics fan, I'm a huge Bill Russell fan. I have his jersey, signed jersey, hanging in my office. It's interesting to hear how respected he was by other Hall of Fame players. Like that, mm -hmm. that was really cool. Um, mm -hmm. It sounds like Adrian really looked up to him. It's yeah. like the first name that came out of his mouth. Yeah. He, he talked about how he had a few chances to talk to him. But, you know, it might have been like when he did get that chance, he was a little starstruck and he would have loved to just sit down with him over dinner or coffee and, and, and really kind of pick, pick his brain and, and hear his stories. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. I, I he, he brings up the Celtics a lot, too, because I've heard him mm -hmm. on other podcasts mention Red Arbach. Red Arbuck and 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 Larry Bird and McHale and so I think I definitely respected I I I one of the other things too and this was just to my point around him opening up I thought it was great the story around them breaking or stopping UCLA's 88 game win streak and 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 that's all well and good I think we all know that story that they did that Notre Dame but the whole part around Bill Walton kind of talking smack be yeah. during practice like before the game and it was great to see that now they run in each into each other and adrian kind of holds that over his head every time that he that he sees walton and i mean walton's a great guy with a huge personality so i'm sure he takes it takes it well but that was that was pretty cool 50 years too it's i bet he regrets whistling the fight song <laughs> <laughs> i think so that's really cool though i, I um, think so yeah, it's wild. He's just Adrian. Just seems so prolific at signing for the fans. Like he really mm -hmm. cares. Like he seemed visibly upset that he had a pile of mail he hadn't been able to get out yet. I know to sign, and it was just cool hearing cards from all over the world that he signs all the time. And just a great guy. Yeah, so mentioned I'm glad, jerseys. I'm glad he's so accessible for us. It's just yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I I think because you did. You also I think you had a follow up question and you asked him like. Why, why do why do we have this experience with you, but then other players not so much? And and he didn't he didn't really go too deep into that one, but you can just tell that he genuinely likes interacting with fans. And the follow up you had around the question around him shooting the free throws um, with that fan, that heckler for, for when he was with the Jazz, it was pretty neat that he he remembered, he remembered that. Him. Yeah, he remembered him. I'll have to he, I'll have to let Tom know because yeah. He he remembers too. He's a big jazz yeah. fan, so yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean for the for those who who are watching this video as well, I mean you saw like he's in great shape for his age. So he said he's what one year away from seventy. Yeah, he's still got that routine. Works out every day. Doesn't eat garbage food. Nope. Other than ch sometimes cheesecake when he cheats, but everybody old school cheat. Hershey's. That's great. Yeah, I think he said Hershey's and Doritos. Yeah. Didn't he? Interesting hey. combo. Yeah, but both great. You can't argue <laughs> can't with either of those. Either no, you can't. But yeah, just great shape. I mean, I, I, I hope, 
I hope I can. I mean, he's a professional athlete, so I know that that's a big shoes to fill. Hopefully, when I'm getting close to seventy, I'm, I'm gonna have that routine and that discipline like he does. I think that's that's amazing. All right, yeah. So this was this was really it was a big episode for us. We're kind of looking forward mm-hmm. to bringing more guests on like this. I've reached out out to other ex players and, and current players and stuff. So hopefully, hopefully you guys liked it. Now, again, we we said this last time. We actually held a contest to uh, to get reviews. So if you enjoy this podcast and want to keep it going and support us, the best way to do that is uh, subscribe to the podcast. And if you did like it, leave a five-star review. And uh, we'll keep cranking them out every Friday, right, LZ? That's right. That's right. Yep. All right. That's the pod. Bye, guys. Bye.